Gustone. What's good, Reg? Hi, hi out there. Hi, audience. Hi, audience. This is Reg and Stone. Talk music. With the fancy glasses. We're holding fancy wine glasses from the Miami International Wine Fair. Ooh. One of the worst wine fairs out there. Uh-huh. But, uh. We just lost the sponsorship. Actually, supposedly, but it's it's this is this is it's an auntie wine fair. It's it's my my my, my aunt who's not a wine drinker decided to go out there and in true black people fashion, mm. caught me about six free glasses <laughs> as a gift to me. Oh, poor Even, baby! And then you know, and then bam, now I'm out here drinking you know the general beer out of it because that's the kind of dude I am. <laughs> Uh, but we're, we're we're drinking like fine craft brews. Yes, fine craft brews. Of of wine glasses. Yes, that's a, how we roll. That's how we roll. You know. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyway, I hope you're having a good week, people. Um, I'm having a pretty decent week. It's only Tuesday. Nice. Hope you have a, a decent week, Reg. Uh, there are two people that are not having a decent week. Or <laughs> 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 well, one is R. Kelly. Uh, and the other is X-X-X-X-Tentacion. So essentially both of them have gotten removed from Spotify's editorial, I guess, listing. So thinking about like rap caviar, any type of playlist, you'll never find them. And like your Discover Weeklies or things like that. Um, which is know, huge, guys. Which is huge. Because I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, that you could still listen to music on on the service, which is true. Like, yeah, They're not banned. They're not banned. They're not banned. But the whole thing about Spotify is the fact of where you've got these, like it's like a little bit, like they're radio stations where it's like, oh, you've got, here's the rap caviar, here's all these special playlists where if you locked out of it, that's a lot of money gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Spotify has this, this um new hateful content policy which is you know we'll get into like kind of dissecting it but essentially it's it's saying you know it won't uh promote content that's that uh promotes or advocates or incites hatred or violence against a group or individual or based on characteristics uh and also says hateful conduct by the artists they say they don't censor an artist because of, of uh their creator's behavior but our editorial decisions what we choose a program uh like reflects our values um, and based on these statements, you know, they removed, uh, XXX and R. Kelly. Um, you know, R. Kelly, uh, is the luckiest black man in America. Um, cause everybody's kind of known or have had rumors about R. Kelly for the past 20 years. Uh, yet as he pointed out, he's never gotten convicted of anything. <laughs> um, you know, there's been a new allegation that, that, that came out uh, within the past two weeks about uh, him, you know, I guess, being involved with a 14-year-old. Uh, there's another allegation maybe a few months ago that I think BuzzFeed did uh, where he he had these houses in Atlanta and Chicago and these women, this harm of women were, were kind of there and parents were looking for their daughters and things like that. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It, he would be with, uh, and it was a really unfortunate um, documentary, which escapes me now, where basically he would groom them. He would he would find young girls, you know, sell them the dream, kind of say, hey, come here, maybe it's a music deal, or whatever, whatever. And after you kind of get like a little cult. And it's unfortunate where it's, it's, he's just preying on their insecurities to kind of just have them st- stored there where technically it's legal, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's, it's just extremely fucked up and shady. It's, it's yeah. very fucked up, and, and again, this is not new uh, news. 
Uh, we've all kind of known this about R. Kelly, and we kept dancing. Uh, but basically, what has happened is the Me Too movement, which I completely 125% support, um, which because that when that movement happened, like there's you know, like women I know that like spoke up, and I was like, you know, it's just like a very eye-opening experience for me, especially if you're a woman in the music industry. Um, they kind of had this thing where they they kind of said like delete R. Kelly. Um, and I guess this is Spotify's response to that was to delete the R. Kelly. Although <laughs> R. Kelly has not really put out any music for him for Spotify to delete from like a uh, Discover Weekly, but um, you know, I like anyway. Um, and basically, R. Kelly's team has said, Mr. Kelly, for the past three years, has sung songs about his love and passion for women. <laughs> Come on, son. Fuck songs. <laughs> he is innocent of the false and hurtful <laughs> accusations and the ongoing smear campaign against him waged by en- enemies seeking a payoff. He never has been convicted of a crime, which is true. Spotify has the right to promote whatever music it chooses. In this case, its action is without merit. Uh, and then XXX Tentacion, um, who has not, who also has not been convicted of a crime. Yes. Um, but, but has many crimes up in the air to be convicted I from mean, right about he, now. You know, number one, the dude's a, he's probably a sociopath. Um, but basically, he actually had probably one of the best kind. Of, like, if you even if you don't know who he is or you don't support him and don't listen to him, like, you know honestly personally like listening to him like i kind of cringe when he has like has like a love song or some shit yeah it's weird because i think is he 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 tries to portray it as if he's this pain individual yeah which is why i think kind of people i want to give him a pass but similar to how uh i remember when the chris brown thing happened a lot of the defense was the fact where he had a rough childhood the few people who defended him yeah that, you know he came he can't you know abuse people people who were abused abuse people also so there's an angle for extension because you know Every time, because I've heard the albums, he has like two, I think, officially, and both of them have a poem, and he talks about, you know, for, you know, for those of you who feel my pain, like on some really bad fucking 90s fucking, you know, beat slam poetry shit. Um, but the only thing with him is the fact of where it's it seems also unrepentant, where at least, oh, yeah, because yeah, he's just racking up all these charges and this and that. It's just not like he's somebody where he feels sorry in any which way. He has like two new witness tampering charges. Yeah, he it's just called like, people not to testify. Yeah, you it's know? insane. It's yeah, insane. so, but, you know, having that said, like he has the best clapback against uh, Spotify's policy, mm-hmm. uh, which basically saying, I don't have a comment, just a question. Will Spotify remove the artist listed below from playlists? Gene Simmons, sexual battery. Red Hot Chili Peppers, sexual assault. David Bowie, rape allegations. Real estate. He went there. Sexual <laughs> misconduct. Backstreet Boys. Nick Carter, sexual assault. Ozzy Osbourne, Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Family member of the neo-Nazi. Yeah, he was. Uh, Jimmy Page, James Brown, Michael Jackson, which we, you know, whatever. Miles Davis, Sid Vicious, Dr. Dre, 6 9 <laughs> Nelly, Miguel. Sec- oh, Miguel, sexual misconduct. Uh, yeah, allegedly. That was a story. Yeah. Okay, Trey Songs and Fabulous. Um, so you listen to all these, these people that, you know, are kind of, you know, they've been accused of things. Um, or, and basically, Post is opening the question to Spotify. Uh, like, what like what are you going to do about these, these artists? And I think it's, it's a valid question. I, so... Um, having all that said, this is all the background to like what Spotify is doing, what the artists are saying. Like, like, what are your thoughts? 
I mean, it's weird. It goes back to your point about how like Spotify did this off the delete R. Kelly stuff. Yeah. Well, Spotify. Well, there's two things. Apple did this weeks ago, as far as R. Kelly's concerned. Quietly. But quietly. So the thing about Spotify is, a year ago there was something similar to happen where I, I don't know if it was noisy, but there was a music blog that pointed out like, hey, you've got all these Nazi bands on your on your site that were the, the Southern Poverty Law Center said, hey, blatantly, like you're not like all of these guys are kind of controversial, like literally, you know, yeah. swastikas on the album cover, and then so they got called out on it, and then you know, mysteriously, like a week or two later, those things all got disappeared. Same thing here also, where you know it, it feels like they're kind of behind the curve as opposed to being proactive. So even though I, I like the steps, like I, I'll, give you, I'll give you the point. You get a little star on the blackboard mm. for trying, but it's still kind of disheartening. It's after the fact. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I kind of get the bigger point of where they want to bring it, but it's very tough. And I, and I think it's something where they want to have the cake and eat it too. I think the idea of where you're kind of removing R. Kelly from these, these playlists, which is, which is important, if you're a new artist, that's how you get your new revenue stream. Pretty much any big SoundCloud rapper gets broken on Spotify through Rap Caviar. But at the same time, where's that line? Yeah. You know, going back to that Miguel thing, if I remember correctly, it was an allegation that was made where Omen went on Instagram, posted a picture of her and Miguel, and basically said they were at a meeting group and that he wrapped her arm around her and then uh and then like he like like groped at her breast or pulled it out and looked at it or something like that. Where it's very much a he said, she said. And even I think that's why it didn't gain as much traction because, you know, that was that one thing that flared up and we haven't heard anything since. It could be, yeah. it could be she wasn't believed. It could be because the story wasn't dubious. So it's, it's weird where by that same kind of line, since and I said it's unfortunate to kind of say it, before R. Kelly hasn't been convicted, what's the difference between both of those two characters? Even though we both know. Yeah. The thing is with a lot of these things is that just when you get lawyers involved and everything else, things have to be black and white. Yeah. There's also the bigger picture where, and which I thought was good about Exception's Clapback, which is unfortunate, it seems a space where what, what kind of got R. Kelly now, and I hate to say it like this, is what kind of saved him for a minute. I think the fact that he was preying on minority women and it was kind of more of a... a, a he was it was a little bit below the radar, let's say, it helped him like survive for so long. That's why he was still getting played. Very true. And I think the reason why he, it was so easy for them to remove him now was because he's also a minority performer. And I'm not saying to defend him. But I'm saying is like extension, extension, clap back. <laughs> it's true because there's definitely in general the music the music industry is a fucking cesspool. Let's yeah. start from there. Yeah. Let's start from the fact of where you had the owner of Billboard covering up for his boy, the head of Republic Records, when they would have stories saying how he was on his um, Weinstein shit and he would kill those stories from above. Yeah. So like you so it's a cesspool that that, that Me Too moment is is gonna it's gonna make Hollywood look like fucking a river when that fucking waterfall comes through. Because it's one of the few places I think where at least you can make the argument in Hollywood where, you know, a lot of it was definitely on the executive level. Yeah. And some of the talents, if but it wasn't celebrated in rock and roll and hip hop, to a certain extent, it is very true. Yeah, so very it's something true. where it's just like the behavior was expected. It's why yeah. you know you could have a story about like because I think it was a story about where back in the days it was like Jimmy Page, David Bowie, and I might be missing somebody else, but it was a fourteen-year-old groupie and they were all dating her, like kind of passing oh, yeah. her around. All, all, all yeah, those, all those '70s rock dudes. Yeah, so it's something where it's like it's like almost like Otis comes with the package. Like I've been to, I remember I went to a Corn concert years, and I should not admit this on on record. Sorry. They knock. Yeah. They so knock. I went, I went to the corn concert in like the 90s. And so even though I'm a young dude, like in college and shit, 
I remember being around and he had all these, because uh, I've been there. I've been there where, like in the corn concert, where girls are, are being held up who are obviously, you know, 13, 14, 15, and they're flashing the breasts, and then they're putting it on the fucking big screen so that everybody can kind of see it. I've been there where at shows where you'll see a couple of young girls up front, and then they'll talk to the bouncer a little bit, and magically they go backstage. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, you're hoping it's for the best, but looking at the way they're dressed, look at the way the bouncer's talking to them, you never know which way. So it's something where I think it's about time we've kind of stepped up. What I'm afraid of, though, is two things. One, I'm hoping it's consistent and like it's something where it's applied equally. And also I'm hoping the fact of where, you know, the attitude changes in general, where it's a lot easier to kind of say, oh, like, and go back to your point. It's a lot easier to take R. Kelly off the station because R. Kelly hasn't hit for a minute. Yeah. But is it going to be that easy when like, you know, like extension, I think was a braver move because he's a popping new rapper. Yeah. It's going to be that easy where it's going to be like, you know, like God forbid, you know, someone like Metallica where they found out, you know, not, not to say they've done anything wrong, but you know, like a big act has found to done something yeah. shady. Are they going to be ballsy enough to pull those records? And I don't know if we're there yet. I, I think it's a good starting point. I, I'm happy they took this step. I just don't know if like long term, if they have the balls to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I think, like, the, the, the biggest, you know, like I said, like, R. Kelly and, X, like, and XXX are very, like, troubled um, in terms of, like, their past. Um, you know, for me, I think the, the thing that doesn't really scare me with this, but I, I think the thing that, that's kind of concerning is, like, there's no real transparency. Um, there's no real kind of... You know, like, is there a process? Say you're an artist that comes out and there's an allegation or or say you do do something. Like, what is the process of, like, is there, you know, like a trend, you know, arbitration process or, like, what is that process of, like, them removing you from a playlist? You know, and I think, like, those details are very, very murky. Yeah, and, and, um, it, and it's easy points. I, I think to say R. Kelly hasn't had a hit. And then everybody kind of either love or hate extension. It's easy to look at those. Same way with like six nine. It's a, like it's not going to be hard to get rid of six nine, but it's going to be hard to get rid of somebody who's beloved. Like going back to Chili Peppers. Like it's going to be hard. And I vaguely remember those allegations, but it's going to be easy to make that switch. And I don't think it is. I think it's a lot easier to do that with these artists because they're seen as a little more disposable. Yeah, but but even if you're yeah, and I think too, it's it, it's it's this weird kind of. You know, it's it's almost like going back in the day where, you know, Walmart was saying if you have parental advisory on your sticker on your album, like we're not going to, you know, book, you know, put your CD in the stores. CDs, kids. Um, <laughs> Remember <and> those? Like, <laughs> Nirvana, like, was a band that they had to change the lyric, you know, rape me to waste me, you know, just to get it in Walmart, you know. So, like, you know, you kind of have these weird things that artists had to do back in the nineties, like, are, are we going to have like kind of repeat that cycle? Um, and you know, I, I think it's, it's, I don't know what, like, like, like what the balance is, right? Like if we had Nirvana in 20, 2018, or we had like a two live crew in 2018, where it's like, they're, they're like, maybe they're squeaky clean, but their content might not be like, yeah. what's kind of the line in terms of, uh, you know what content is acceptable? Like, like I was thinking about you know Eminem's first album, and that content was abhorrently violent. <laughs> yeah, and, and it <laughs> would know? definitely check off all the flags. You know, so it's just kind of like like it's this weird kind of like you know murky area, which I don't know if Spotify is really ready for. And you're right, you know, like if if you know there's 
like this long hanging fruit with with XXX and R. Kelly. Um, but yeah, it's like what are like how far back are you gonna go? Are you gonna go back to Eric Clapton for being a racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Elvis Costello for being a racist? I remember doing that nigger speech in the seventies. You know, like yeah. like like how or, far back are you gonna go? Or my favorite racist right about now, Morrissey. Morrissey is the most crazy. Morrissey's just turned into a horribly racist person. I don't. I don't get how he can be pro vegan but anti minority. <laughs> I can see Morrissey being a racist. I, he look, look kind of racist. Look, actually, he does. Yeah, he does he have. Looks, you know, look he looks a little racist. You but know? uh, um, or, or yeah. So it, it, it's kind of. I think without like more guidelines on kind of, and I, I I think like them making it an editorial decision and not pulling people off the platform. I think is kind of their scapegoat. You know, but I have a point actually, and he hit something also. Very, very, I think is transparency and editorial decision. I, the editorial decision is very important. Who who is making the decision? Like I could, I have a, a shiny crisp, like like twenty dollar bill in my pocket that says the decision makers behind this were all cis white dudes who felt like they had to take a stand. I think what would help going back to the whole idea of Eminem and things like that is if you actually had, you know, a, like a like a group that's that's diverse. You know, perhaps some artists to kind of make that decision, you know, on a real basis, as opposed to basically corporate dudes trying to cover their ass. That's which, actually a very ex- that's an excellent idea. Yeah, you know, because I, I think you know the artist voice is not being heard here. You know, it's definitely you know again like some closed door in Sweden, like they're making these decisions and yeah. where Spotify is from. You know, um, and I, I think that's the thing that is probably you know again it's probably going to bite them in the ass. You know, I think they figure out a way to make it seem like, you know, they're not censoring anybody. But I think, again, when somebody like XXX blows up or somebody like 6ix9ine blows up or some, you know, like Take K or like some of these other rappers, like they blow up to the point where they get, you know, say Drake level, right? Like what, like, how's that decision going to go? Yeah. If, if, you know, XXX was the number one or number two rapper in the country at some point this year. You know, like, like, how are you going to, you know, <laughs> work around that? Yeah. You know, and I, I think, like, those are the, the things that, you know, I'm probably more concerned about uh, than anything. Um, like I said, you know, I, I don't I don't support neither, like, any of those people's music. Like, me personally, I don't support, you know, just because I, I, I can't, like I said, like, violence against women is, is a very passionate thing for me because I've known so many women who've been, you know, the victims of sexual uh, violence. Um, so I, it's like, it's hard for me to kind of support, you know, even though I, truth be told, like we were all dancing to R. Kelly like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, but I, I think it's, it's, you know, I personally don't support that, but I don't know if I am ready to kind of say, like, even from an editorial perspective, that like nobody can support that or nobody who like, you know, it's just, it, it's a weird murky area, which, where I think like Spotify really, if they, if they were doing the right thing, they should, you know, open this up. They should like open it up for debate, transparent, make it more transparent, invite artists to the table. Like, and I think that's the problem. I think yeah. like, like I said, last year when they got rid of the Nazi bands, it was reactive because they got that spot blown. And once again, this year it was just like you can't, you couldn't avoid the, you know, delete R. Kelly hashtag. So it's another easy one. And extension was so, it's, it's unfortunately he was such a divisive figure. He's on TMZ half the time. So these are easy things to do. I, I think the problem there was, and not to be funny, if if they were about that life, perhaps extension wouldn't be where he's at now to have this platform 
if they were a little more realistic about who they allow and allow off. It's if they weren't, because like if they, if, because yeah. we all knew about Accenture was blowing up for like look at me, watch me. That one song was maybe what two years ago, year yeah, and a half ago, but, and we those allegations were there but, around. But then. see, here's a counter to that. You know, we like these artists for a reason. Like we like you know it's, it wasn't because uh, XXX like you know Spotify's like we're gonna crown you and you're like you're gonna be the king like he was already getting millions of streams right like he was like <laughs> and he did it you know almost uh, democratically right he yeah. did it with, SoundCloud, like, SoundCloud YouTube he wasn't like yeah. crowned by like a Diddy or something or crowned by yeah. a label like he did that all organically like the people said hey this guy is cool. And uh, on one level, I understand that. Like, we don't want our rappers to be accountants. Like, I do not want you not want me to rap. I'll rap about GitHub <laughs> and coding <laughs> and IMA testing flows. You don't want that in your life. Throws you know? APIs in the air. <laughs> Leave them like you just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I can go on the nerd nerdcore circuit, uh, but no. So you don't want that. In your, you know, it's just, it's just kind of like. Like that's what we've chosen as consumers to kind of push up and worship. But it doesn't have to be mainstream though. Like you had you had some dubious figures like Gigi Allen. You had dubious figures where they would do really crazy fucked up stuff. It's weird that like now it's great because if you're popping, if you're popping, you could be, you know, on you could pop up in like mainstream TV and everything else because everything's flat. So like if you've got a dope song, it's it's a pathway to, you know, you, you could be you could be playing Coachella next year, but at the same time, just because he's out there already popping, is it fair to monetize it? Like, is is it fair for Spotify to come in there and say, "Hey, we love these four or five tracks. We're gonna put you in rap caviar," and now your streams have gone up by X amount of percentage, and now money's flowing in, and now you're getting more videos, and now you're 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 made. Like 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 extension is somebody where like he's big enough. Where I remember like like Kendrick wasn't really shouting him out, but saying how he found it very interesting. See so if if that's really only based off like this groundswell and. I'm going to say that he wasn't popping without Spotify, but Spotify certainly helped push that along. Oh, no, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. But like, like I said, like, you know, again, you know, I, I feel like Spy, like, even, I wouldn't say if it, if, if XXX wasn't on Rap Caviar, he wouldn't be as popular as he was today, but it's not like, you know, people aren't, people aren't stupid, you know, like, like they understand like where the final artists, you know, they, there's a search bar. You know, YouTube is still like the number one. I think it's still maybe the number one, number two, like streaming platform for music, because everybody just like goes to YouTube. And, well, like, yeah, lazy you know, fucks, like, <laughs> lazy cheap fucks. That's all we are. I'm the like, same way. I'm just I've like, been, well, I'm I've go. been to plenty of parties where people yeah. just like go to YouTube and they like, start like finally find a playlist of like, stuff on YouTube. Spotify is too hard, man. You I gotta know? sign in. <laughs> it's got to load up all the graphics. Gotta look for do a search. So, Type in YouTube, you know, yeah. two live crew. <laughs> so <you laughs> enter know, the videos pop and click it. Yeah. I'm so I mean, you know, re- removing of like a piece of content or artist like doesn't really, you know, like say like it. Even if you remove that artist from Rap Caviar, if they're popular enough, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, unless you remove them from the platform, which is kind of like the ne- that next logical step that I don't think Spotify is willing to take for somebody who's you know again like. It's easy to remo- remove a Nazi band because 
Oh yeah, but, you know, but yeah. It, it's hard to remove people who have kind of murky circumstances. Well, and, and I think it's easy because, and, and not to be funny, because the Nazi band, you know, is on a little shitty label who nobody cares. Like you lose that one, you kick. I guarantee you, all those Nazi bands are probably on like three labels. <laughs> However, like when you've got your big time rapper, where if you get rid of, you know, I don't know who. Extension is Extensione is signed to, <laughs> but God forbid he's signed to the same label as, let's say, fucking like uh, you know, like Adele, or the same label as like Katy Perry, or the same. Because yeah. record label could be like, well, then fuck you. you. You take away one guy, we're taking our ball and going home. We get nobody. Which is actually kind of interesting because you know, I <laughs> side note, you can't say XXX No, I can't. It's confusing me <laughs> to save your life. It's it's I, I just, this <laughs> the, is the X's before there because every time I see it, it, it feels like. Honestly, yeah, it's, I look at it and I'm just like, is it supposed to be like a village in Spain? I'm, it is co- totally confused me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, yeah, he's definitely like that's actually a really good point, you know, because I, I I think Spotify is actually very they're they won't exist. So basically, they make all these deals with with labels. Like labels actually have a certain certain percentage of their stock uh, because. Spotify can't exist without the labels. The labels can't exist without Spotify. But the labels still have more leverage than Spotify. Yeah. You know, like, and now there's only, like, two or three labels. Like, it's easy for a label to say, all right, you're going to pull this guy, I'm going to pull five of my artists. Yeah. You know, and Spotify, like, if, if it, you know, if the label says, I'm pulling five of your artists from Spotify, but we're still going to have them on Apple Music and Tidal, Again, there's another decision where Spotify is is very murky. Like, like what does Spotify do in those situations, right? So it, it, it's it's super murky. It's super murky. Like it, it's it's I don't know if we're ready for this. It's gonna be interesting because uh, speaking of title, because since they kind of position themselves as being like the moral authority, like you really pay our artists this real money, we're all about the artist. How someone like that would kind of navigate through it because. At least Spotify has never told you like we're you know we're, Spotify is like here's your here's your music damn it and just give us our money. Apple to a certain extent it's like here's your music and give us our money. With title it's weird because they always kind of position themselves as being very pro artist and very proactive and yeah. so it's gonna be interesting particularly with them just because like how do you kind of just suppose the idea of where you're very pro artist you're very this you're very that but a lot of the artists on your roster you know are fucking horrible human beings. Yeah, yeah, but I, I again, like I, I feel like you can't have art without struggle and pain, and you know, like <laughs> I'm not gonna say most artists are horrible human beings, but like you know, like like art, art comes from struggles. Art comes from you know, and, and I think you know it's gonna be interesting to see where the consumer, like, uh, and I don't think you know, I think the reaction so far in the public has been more from you know, the industry as opposed to like actual consumers. Um, but I don't think actual consumers have seen like kind of the impact yet. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if consumers actually care or if, you know, it's going to be so, it's not going to be even noticed, you know? But you wonder because like, uh, maybe it's because it has to be big because, all right, so you have Extensione. (laughs) I'm just going to continue to mispronounce his name. So, so he's somebody where, like you said, he had a great, his, his album came out, it was number one, it was big. You know, it, obviously like a lot of new releases, it kind of has, you know, it, 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 it's popping for about three weeks and it disappears. Yeah. But he had that, he's, he's somebody where he's, he's, got a, he's got a solid ass music career, we're going to be hearing from him for years, right? Before he goes to jail. <laughs> so, it's, so you have that guy, 
and that's happening. So it's interesting to kind of see where you've got somebody where they're already kind of made. It's going to be interesting to see how that kind of like translates to somebody who's kind of popping up from the from the underground also. Like, how is that going to be a little different? Going on to it also, I think there's a level because you've got somebody where, so Extension's on his way up. Again, low lying fruit. And I, don't, and I hate to loathe to bring up the, the, the current demon's name. But you have someone like Kanye West where he's popping and, we've, and it seems like we're kind of giving him a, a pass. But there's been a couple of things, south to DJ Tara, where like a, a Billboard had an article out there, Pigeons and Planes had an article out there, where certain DJs are like, oh, his songs aren't really hitting the way they were hitting before. Oh, yeah. I saw that Pigeons and Planes yeah. article. Yeah. So, so it's interesting where I think of Extensione. Is the fact of where he's still a bubbling artist. So if you yeah. if you pull a, a random high school kid, even though there's social media out, they might vaguely know, they, but they don't really know that he was beating up his pregnant girlfriend. They don't know the specifics. He was witness tampering. They don't know that this guy is a bad person. They just have a vague idea of where he's dark and edgy. They don't know the specifics. But with something like Kanye West, where I was like, oh shit, we all saw him being basically like slavery was a choice. The hit felt a little harder, and it's, and, and even though we're still kind of giving him a pass. <laughs> we all kind of know if that new if the new songs aren't hitting, it, it might be you know yeah. And so that's where it's weird. Where I think is if, and I goes I think I put the blame back on Spotify. I think is the fact of where it's interesting because like these guys are still kind of unknown quantities. Yeah. And so I, by them putting them on the platform, even though like I said, I'm not gonna be like he was gonna be poor, but it's still like a, an ex, it's not a, a hundred percent cosign, but it's a cosign to a certain extent. And it's a cosign because when Spotify puts up that little, you know, blurb, it's pretty much like, you know, hard kid from so-and-so, tough life, street rhymes, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's not this nigga beats on women. You know what I'm saying? And that's what... Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's just very interesting to see, again, like, Spotify up until last week was very positive on XXX. Like, yeah. Have them featured and things like that. Um, yeah, no, it, it's interesting to kind of see... Like why the decision was made, and I don't think it was. It came from a sense of of moral place. It's more of a like cover your ass place. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, because somebody like actually got on me about this, um, should not have talked about Kanye in the same space as R. Kelly or XXX or anything like that. Because Kanye, for the most part, even though he's crazy, he has a spot like almost a spotless record. Like you don't you like it's not really you know. I think you like almost went to jail for like beating up a pap- paparazzi, which I completely understand. Yeah. You know, but like not yet. He's not like, I understand why people don't play Kanye in the club. Cause like, we still have this weird relationship, but it's not the same reason why we shouldn't play R Kelly in the club. Of course. No, no, I, I would agree that, 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 uh, and then again, we don't want to go down the path too much. I think, but it's the idea of where the re- Kanye's actions, oddly enough, cheapened his old songs because, a lot of the songs that are a certain angle, a certain socially woke angle. Yeah. So now it feels weird listening to it knowing that his feelings have changed. Where an extension or even R. Kelly, R. Kelly's pretty much fun times. So it's something where it's it's a lot easier, I guess, almost you can make the argument to separate the man from the music. Because R. Kelly's just like, you know, I can believe it could fly. It's, it's a cheesy song, yada, yada, yada. It isn't really kind of, you know, it's 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 a little, it's not as directly tied to the personality of the man as a Kanye West song. And I think it's unfair too. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting. I feel like you have to make the comparison because there are still characters, characters, there's still people who have still done something in a moral space that society kind of frowned on, or a certain society. No, I feel like... Yeah, so that's why it's kind of... And, I, and, I, and you're right, it's unfair to be like, yo, he's, he's out there for extension. <laughs> Just there chilling, but it's something where it kind of shows you where if, like, you know, 
whatever we presume to be socially responsible that if we go against it, how one reacts in this circumstance and another circumstance. Yeah. I, th- I think that with Kanye kind of shows you how as we become more woke in general oh, yeah. and, and also how R. Kelly looks like he's down and out for once, that as we move forward, we'll be looking towards our artists to be a little more... I mean, obviously, I, don't, I think you know, rappers are still going to be dangerous. Rock stars are still going to be doing drugs. You know, pop stars are still thinking about sex, but I think it's going to be something where we're going to expect a certain kind of decorum there that's not necessarily Christian-based, but something that's a little more moral where, you know, you, you could go out there and do whatever you want per se, but if we feel like you're hurting people while you're doing it, we're going to be frowning on you and you'll, your yeah. heart will suffer. Yeah, which is, which is to me, is great. I mean, I, I, I'm glad we're, we're, we're woke enough <laughs> to be in a space where, you know, um, yeah, because yeah, people were getting hurt. You yeah. know, people things were happening to people, oh. um, and women were, you know, or or people were yeah. like silenced yeah, and, and things like and that the, in the music industry. Oh God, and like it's I, it's something where like like it, it needs a Me Too moment, but I'm almost afraid, not because of like you know like 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 anything bad happening to the men, but it's gonna be so depressing. Like you're gonna it's have gonna be very depressing. It's gonna be like like you can very only depressing. imagine because like I said, it's an industry that really prided itself on. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, and like you know, it's it's gonna be fucking. It's, it's, it, it's I, yeah. You know, the, 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 just a lie is probably crushed over yeah. the years. The career is ruined, probably. And, and, and it's weird too because I don't know if there's going to be kind of like a statue of limitations, right? I mean, we know somebody like Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, you know, we know like some of these people that like it's it's, and they've come out and said they're not this person anymore, and. and I don't know. We've largely forgiven them, but we've largely kind of turned that blind eye. Yeah, you know, like like is it something where if you did something prior to say the invention of Twitter, you're okay? <laughs> but if you've done if you've done things post like social media, like the XXX, like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make sure you don't have a career. A- a- everything before the internet gets a pass. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a it's a very weird, you know, kind of. Like and, and I think and, and, and it's it's also something too where it's like it's not even something I can individually individually say it's like kind of dictated by the masses, the mob. It's, it's, I think it's nostalgia. I think to a certain extent that uh, and it goes to the idea of where and you've, I've heard artists say this before. It's like once you create a song, you don't really own it anymore. Yeah. So it's the idea of where like you know and 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 not to even justify like the like the, the R Kelly because I feel like it's 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 one of the weird cases of R Kelly where it's me too related but not really because we all knew like there wasn't a question yeah. of you know believe women because we all knew he did what he did but both men and women kind of just said well we kind of like his songs and we justified it to ourselves horribly so horribly yeah. so in a place like now 2018 we're all a little woke so it seems fucking ridiculous oh, of course and I, and I think the reason why is because to a certain extent because music is a weird thing where because it's just like it's it's a soundtrack so for a movie you're there and you're watching you know this jerk actor do this knowing that in real life he does xyz and it's hard to have that disconnect but for music when you listen to r kelly song you don't really think of r kelly 
you know, doing a whole dance, sometimes when you hear R. Kelly's song, it's like my first kiss. It's like riding in a car for my mother. It's like all this. And I think that's why, and, 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 it, and it is an excuse. Don't get me wrong. We're still fucked. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. It's still, it's no, still a we're, fucked up thing. We're, no, you're yeah. very fucked up. I mean, look. But at the same time, I think I see why, to a certain extent, why musicians kind of get away with it because, you know, they're in, they're in the background. Music, music is a, for a lot of people, if you aren't really into the music nerddom as we are, a lot of people, it's, it's, it's a soundtrack to their lives that's happening oh, in the course. background. Of course. You know, it's, it's like, I'm going to a club, this is playing. I'm getting married, I want to have this song playing in the background. So I think that's why they're able to kind of skirt under it because it's just like, oh, well, you know, he's an asshole, but I kind of like the song and I don't want to deal with it. And the song makes me feel happy and it reminds me of when I was working for my pops and it reminds me of that person I was dating and yada, yada, yada. And, and R. Kelly, to his credit, has songs for all those occasions. Yeah. I mean, everything from, you know, look, I was trying with girls with the bump and grind remix (laughs) (laughs) all the way up to like, you know, I believe I can fly or uh, the two step uh, at the family union. Like he has music for all these occasions. Covered the black experience all covered. um, (laughs) (laughs) Everything from like (laughs) everything from like your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) To your first threesome, R. Kelly has a cover. That's what I say. Like when you step out, like you know. So yeah, it's crazy too because like, like I, there's. I remember like uh, talking to somebody who was like young, and, and and he was like, "Yo, like why y'all still mess with R. Kelly?" And he's like, you know, nineteen twenty, and he's like super woke. And I was like, well, look, you know, and we we're talking about this before that we we start recording, like. Like our society is so woke. Even like people who don't believe they're woke, like when you look at like the number one song in America right now is "This Is America." Yeah, you know, like like before that was like God's, you know, like like God's plan and like what Drake was doing and 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 like uh, like America's so woke right now that it, it's we're in a different time. Yeah, we're in a completely different time. Woke or anti woke? It's it's both. You you got you got to pick a woke side. You can't, you can't pass it. You can't, it's all about the politics now. I'm going to give America the wokeness well, pass. I'm, I'm just saying, like, in, in terms of, like, what's winning in pop culture, True. wokeness. Yes. Like, you, it's like, it's... it's, it's Until yeah. the next NASCAR season. How <laughs> <laughs> fuck with NASCAR? <laughs> uh, but no, it's just, it's just like, you know, like, what's winning right now, like, on a pop culture le- level is, is wokeness. And, like, that's where we've aligned our society to be. Um, and, it, you know, look, I'm I'm sorry, R. Kelly. Like, you got to play by 2018 rules. <laughs> <laughs> no trapped in the closets. I've got these on DVD now. You can let me in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like you might want to stay in that closet. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I understand like the the you know our society has changed. Um, but you know, just to wrap this up, I just want Spotify to take our idea. Of you know, being more transparent, inviting artists to the table, uh, no, in um, a wide variety. Like it's something where I think know. it's a great. It's it's it's. Imagine if they had like, and this, I'm gonna talk crazy talk now. Crazy talk. You ready for this? Oh. Imagine if they had a group of artists, right, who valued like social issues and actual artistry and everything else, and they work for a company, right? Crazy, crazy idea. Uh-oh. And they they were like, oh, we think this piece of art is really worth it, you know, and this piece of art isn't. And they weren't factoring in money. Imagine mm. that. That's that's some crazy talk, man. Mm. That, bro, lock you up, man. Oh, you insane. need to go to a sane asylum. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yes, yeah, uh, Spotify, get at us. Uh, like we we'll, <laughs> we would love to put together that that panel of artists. Come on, I got I got everybody. I got I got we got we got I got all types of minorities. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's write let's write write these checks. You know what I'm saying? We, let's let's get this popping. But uh, <laughs> besides that, on that note, what have you been listening to, Stone? All right, so I'm gonna start off. So there's a couple things I've been listening to. Um, let me see. What should I start off with? All right, so let's start off with the the, uh, the new uh, three stacks that just dropped Ooh. over the weekend. Um, so uh, Andre 2000 dropped two tracks. Um, one was um, it's like me look Ma, no hands, which is like a 17 minute jazz epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With like Andre 2000 and your boy um, James, James Blake. Blake, but I love it though. That's how popping jazz is. Whereas it's like we've come 360, where it's like y'all gotta cut a jazz album. <laughs> like you know, I'm, we just skip over the R and B album straight into jazz. Like, y'all gotta cut it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get her in the street, trying to get the Kamasi Washington money. Trying to be out here touring. I was like, <laughs> not mad. And then he dropped uh, Me and My, which is uh, like. Look, as somebody who had their parents pass away, like he dropped these these tracks on Mother's Day, and it was kind of a tribute to his mother. Um, and he was just kind of like me and I was like a great kind of like, um, just kind of retelling of like moments in his childhood. And I thought it's like, oh man, at first like so anybody who sings off pitch to me personally is nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> and Andre, and I know Andre can sing because like. You know, he, he had some really great tracks on Love Blow. Like, I know he can sing. And it was very off pitch. Um, so I was just, initially I was kind of like, you know, like, what the hell? But, like, I listened to it. I was like, yo, this shit is very, very sentimental and very kind of, like, personal. And, you know, I, I applaud Andre for doing that. Um, and then, you know, Look My No Hands, again, like, referencing his mother. Again. Who knew that he could play the bass clarinet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like who knew? Um, and I guess like the sad thing is, um, both of these tracks dropped yesterday, but there's no buzz, um, which is, I and I think if 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 they're both rap tracks, it would be he'll have probably have like the number one single in the country right now. I mean, you know. it's probably playing in the Blue Note right about now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, we're at this weird area of like rap slash post rap, where you know, rap is and hip hop is like the dominant culture in America, but there's a lot of people, especially people of you know Andre Zilk and you know even like a Childish Gambino, who's like kind of like rap doesn't define them. Yeah, no, it's uh, and and I, I, I kind of mentioned to you once before. Like I remember, ASAP Rocky had that album last year, and he was kind of like almost offensively so, but he was very much like rap is over and yada yada yada. I've been doing a lot of like doing a lot of mushrooms, a lot of LSD, and yada yada yada. And you know, and well, and to, to his credit, he could have easily done it more of a Drake route, where it's just like I'm just doing R, you know, R and B, you know, rap R and B stuff. Yeah, and he was and he was trying to do more a little on the psychedelic side. So respect to him as far as the idea, the yeah. execution. We could talk about that another time. Um, I think with, with the with, with Andre's, I think it's what was cool about it was the fact that it was so vulnerable. I think the I think the idea of where he didn't clean up his vocals, 
I think you're trying to keep it honest. And I think it's something where at this level, it's not really for, you know, he put on SoundCloud. So Andre's somebody where obviously if you actually cared about any money, he would have been, <laughs> you know, all those, because he'll pop up in weird places. Like I remember he, there was that one weird, like definitely underground song. Um, and as, as, it's going to hit me in a little bit, but um, a couple of years ago that he popped in, like this, this is an underground Southern track where, you know, it's it's popular, it's popping from where it was from, but it wasn't go anywhere. Like he's somebody where he's a fan of music, yeah. so it's not surprising where like because like you said himself, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna step back and learn how to you know learn to get classically trained. Hence the best clarinet, bass clarinet, and it's not surprising that he even has a little piano ballad. What I like about it though is the fact that where the execution isn't there, it's still a fantastically written song. Like it's something where his songwriting chops are still still great. Now obviously the vocals are like uh, but who knows? Maybe it was feeling sad. Maybe it was like you just want to put this out there and, yeah. and it's kind of dope. Yeah. Um, as far as getting sold, as far as it being popping, it's gonna be tough. You can't really have a song about your dead parents. <laughs> even even rappers don't go there. You no, know what I'm saying? Feel you. I feel you. I feel you, you. You could kill a thousand people on a record, but you know, talk about your actual feelings, feelings that deep, that real. Yeah. You know, music is also escapism, and I think it's a tough sell. I, I like the fact though that. For Andre, it would have easy been easy for him to like get a you know to get like a Kanye, Kanye West beat, you know what I'm saying, or some leftover that probably th- thousands of rappers have hit him over the years, cobble something together, put out a little quick you know 16 bars about his moms, and bam, hit to the top of the charts. It's kind of cool that he went and just put something like like it's it's very intimate, which is I think is something. It's hard to even in the wokeness era, I feel like it's hard to kind of get a lot of intimacy from rap. Yeah, where it's just like you know, just just bare bone honesty, which is weird because you could almost you could since there's, there's a weird I won't say they necessarily pop, but there's a weird pipeline between like poets and MCs, particularly in high school. Right? When you're in high school, you have those kids who are in the cusp; they could go either way. Yeah, and then they, that you know, spoken they, word, yeah. word era, the spoken word era, they could go either way. They could choose one path, the other path, but it's weird because it's hard to kind of get even even in the rap where we're very woke. It's hard to get intimacy because even with like a Kendrick, you could argue is the, the wokest of them all, the wokest of the ball. <laughs> when he's talking about how like you know Punch and TDE and everything else and his pops and everything, there's a there's a there's a storytelling aspect to it, but it's yeah. not as intimate. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing of the genre where it's kind of have to kind of come and kind of eventually confront us how to kind of get the intimacy that sounds real and doesn't sound like corny and kind of played. Would you? Yeah. Which is which is you know. I think the antithesis of hip hop in a lot of ways, like, you know, to pimp, to pimp a bu- uh, butterfly was probably like the most intimate Kanye. I mean, sorry, Kendrick album. Um, but it, it wasn't, it didn't seem like first or second pass. It did not seem intimate at all. Like he talks about suicide, he talks about, you know, but he still has a, that veneer like they had to put on that armor that he had to put on every day. Like he has to kind of be tough. He's yeah. Compton. He has to like, you know, like be this person or be this dude. He's a rapper. He, you know, like, and I, and I think, yeah, it's, it's hard to drop that. And I think Andre dropped all of that for these two tracks, uh, which is, it's very endearing to me. Like, I, I, I think like, you know, again, like this is not going to run up any charts, but you know, it's really kind of cool how he released it, and you know, like he didn't have to, um, but he did, and he didn't have to kind of share his story, and he did, um, you know, and he popped up at Big Boy's son's graduation. Yeah, it's got a great picture. Looking, you know? look, looking very outcast too. With the the suspenders <laughs> and shit. 
So uh, no, it's it's really cool to kind of kind of see um, that happen. Um, and then your boy James Blake is just like hanging in the studio. I'm telling you, we're <laughs> gonna have to have studio. We're gonna have to. We're gonna. I, I'm, I'm. Look, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have the racial draft. And James Blake is gonna have to officially join. He's gonna be up there. <laughs> I I feel like James Blake is like hiding in the corner of your apartment right now. It's, it's, like he just pops up randomly. I'm telling you, man. There's just like most insane places. It's like he's a new Tina Marie. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's <laughs> he's a Justin Timberlake that won't disappoint us. Rest in peace, Justin. True that. <laughs> uh, so what you been listening to? I've listened to ratchet music, only ratchet music. <laughs> I've listened to that new Playboy Cardi, and it, I've heard it mentioned a couple of times on Twitter and um and, and Passion of White's webpage where they called it zero calorie rap, and I think they nailed it. Because the thing is about Playboy Cardi is the fact of where like I can't even say he's SoundCloud rap because he's he's such a non rapper that is just basically beats. And words that kind of have a rhythm to it, like it's it's something where like like you know like a little pump would destroy him in the MC battle. Like the like think of the worst SoundCloud rapper out there, which is a low bar. <laughs> this is a low bar. The only he basically he, he's on beat, like like it's he's on beat. Playboy Cardi is on beat. That's that's his that's his that's his claim to fame. And then, but the only thing that's cool about that is the fact that the beats by um, Pierre Leborn. But I feel bad for it because I, I laugh because uh, his his big song that came out before this one was that Travis Scott song of Kanye West. <laughs> so I remember it was all like, oh, he's going to have a beat and yada, yada, yada. And then obviously it comes out post-France and everybody was like, Meh. and thus it goes into the, the garbage bin. But, um, and it's not just him. It's a lot It's a lot of just different, it's, it's, it's obviously he probably does 70% of the beats, but everybody else brings the A game. And it, these are beats that, like you felt like you feel like if it was like future from like 2015 would destroy young thug would destroy and since he's such a non-rapper <laughs> they aren't like classics but they're all pretty good music so it's it's great riding around disposable like you know it's it's like it's not bad if you're a lyrics person you're gonna hate it to to, to god almighty but if you like rap music as a general you know it's lifestyle stuff put it in the background while you're going to the train put it put it in the background while you're riding around with your friends you know, it's just dope. It's it's one of those things where I kind of wish that uh, he would take his craft more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand why not, because he's paid either way. Exactly. And, or I'm hoping that, you know, like, I, I, I would have no problem for her those same beats under a real rapper. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to jack beats, like um, in 2018, and just be like, all right, these beats, these five or six beats, these are my beats now, and come out with mixtapes, because they're right for the taking. I mean, look, I've heard amazing... Magnolia remixes. Yes, like rappers like going like because the beat of, for Magnolia is incredible. Yeah, and then Playboy Cardi is like I like is he just like throwing out words? Yeah, no, it's it's and the thing is it's weird because you figure <laughs> and then it's and then even when you trying to give him respect, so there's a point where he has a song called Mileage, mm. and it's like I don't care if that pussy's got if that pussy's got some mileage, mileage, <laughs> so, which I guess is his is his thing of where you know we're we're sex positive. You know, I don't care if you sleep around and mm. you've got a history on you. But then at the same time, there's another song where it's like, you know, uh, like basically it's a pro pimp song where he's basically, and, and, and maybe I'm getting a little older, where it's very much bring the, bring the money home to daddy. 
bring the money home to daddy. Go out there. And then so it's just like, fuck, your, your, your audience is like fucking 15-year-old girls. This is a horrible song. But the thing is, even then, I'm like kind of, I won't say happy, but at least th- that attempts to have a subject. 90% of the songs have no subject. It's just him babbling on beat, obviously on beat. Props to you, Cardi. Always on beat, but there's nothing there. But because the beats are a certain kind of way, and there's a certain kind of uniqueness to a lot of Pierre LeBron's production that he gave to Playboy, where they're almost these very, like almost lullaby melodies, very simple, like four or five notes together, mm-hmm. but very, very, like, uh, very, like, poppy. That it is kind of it just, it just it just builds this whole vibe across the whole record. So like yeah. it's something where like there's not gonna be a word curve where suddenly it's like a country song or there's gonna be these heavy guitars or it's gonna be these angry synths or it's gonna get into this weird classical thing. It's kind of the same kind of you know party vibe. You know yeah. in the background. You know it's it's not gonna turn out the party. Like it's not the song you play. Like music you play. Like oh we're, I'm DJing and I want to get the crowd turned up. But yeah. you know when you show up there the first hour to the party, put it on, pff, you're fine. Yeah, all right. That's that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. I mean, look, I'm I'm not a Cardi fan. Um, is, know, is I, anybody a Cardi fan? If you're a Cardi, if you're if you're a diehard Cardi fan out there, reevaluate your priorities. <laughs> I gotta say, you liking Playboy Cardi, but a fan, you gotta you gotta figure your, hey, figure yourself he, out there. Fine, he, go find I Jesus. Mean, look, he's one of those dudes where it's like you. What? He he makes his money from like the fact that people just play press play and rap caviar and like go while they're at work. <laughs> but that's yeah, but, but that's it. He, maybe that's it. He's trap music. Like it's something where there's it could fit perfectly in between the Gucci Mane song and your future song and you know your Hoodwitch Pablo One song. Throw that in there. It's not, it's not enough. It blends perfectly. Hashtag trap music. <laughs> Trap Music Volume One. <laughs> I was gonna do this like a librarian on the cover, but do rag. Playboy Cardi playing in playing the elevator. Oh uh, man! All right, so there's a couple of things I've been listening to. Like, all right, so the two things I've been listening to, um, they're completely divergent. Um, so, all right, first off, I'll, I'll start with um, with so. We both went to uh, uh, our boys, uh, Tutone Joan and Gerald's uh, party in New York and Brooklyn last week. Uh, Sweet Nancy from Shaolin, which is like, uh, basically, if you don't know, so they started this brand called Shaolin Jazz probably about three or four years ago. And essentially, it's like, it started as a remix project of like, basically jazz and Wu-Tang. Um, and now they're in like their fourth iteration, which is like Sweet Nancy from Shaolin, which is Nancy, shit, I keep blanking on her last name, uh, not like Nancy Reagan or anything, she's black, <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, and Wu-Tang, and this remix project came out, um, and, you know, I always have support from my people, but it's actually really good. If you're really down with kind of like Nancy Wilson, Nancy Wilson, Nancy Wilson, Nancy Wilson, and and kind of Wu Tang, but they also do some like kind of more classic hip hop. They do some Bad Boy stuff and Craig Mack and, and things like that. Like it's not just Wu Tang, um, but it's basically like they take these kind of like old school hip hop beats and they like take Nancy Wilson. And it's not like kind of like Kanye where they'll play like the full track. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know just you know like have somebody rap over it it's actually or like speed up the vocals or like that like like two tones my boys like he's actually like chopping it up and actually kind of taking the essence of nancy wilson's music and just kind of like layering it uh below the vocals um so it's a really cool project um you've done something with donald bird um, they've done a couple, I think they have two volumes of Wu-Tang, um, and jazz, uh, collaborations. Um, and, you know, I respect them as, as just, like, fellow creatives, because they create, like, this brand. Um, like, they're launching this, like, movie series oh, in D.C., dope. which awesome. is, like, like, they're playing, like, like, 70s kung fu movies in the park in D.C., uh, try and get them up to Brooklyn uh, or, or somewhere in New York. Cause oh, they would, that would, would kill. kill. Yeah, would I can kill. imagine waiting online for five hours between <laughs> me and somebody <laughs> drinking a computer, computer, kombucha drink behind me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I've been listening to. Um, it's on SoundCloud. Um, you know, I, I, I think this project just popped off. Um, but, you know, I'm... Again, if you love old school hip hop, like, and I have to, like, I, as much as I kind of dog old, old school hip hop, um, it's, it's always good to hear it, uh, taken in a new direction and hear it from a new perspective. Um, I, you know, old school premiere beats don't do a lot for me in 2018. Um, but kind of hearing, you know, the way, and, and I think I'm biased too, cause I know like the dude who chopped up the beats, but kind of hearing the essence and hearing like like what they're trying to do and hearing the inspiration, um, and not making it something where it's like it's just a remix project. It's more of a you know. It doesn't sound that dated. What's what's yeah. cool about it is it sounds like uh, it sounds like something. And and not to say, and and I want to get into the whole thing where Boombat sounds old, but the way he kind of blends it, it sounds organic. Yeah, it sounds like something where it could have been done now, even though it's obviously not to old hip hop. So that's why I kind of like I thought the project was dope when I heard it because it's something where it's not just like all right we're just gonna get you know this chopped up jazz sample that's been killed a thousand times and grab these vocals and put them at the same BPM and now we've got a song exactly it's something where it's a, it's it's a, it's a deeper mix than that exactly yeah. exactly so uh, so yeah check that out um, and then we you want to talk about your your track I don't know I've, again I've I've gone down the the, the the rabbit hole, man. The horrible rabbit hole. But uh, it's, it's this is not bad. Actually, sadly enough, it is, but this goes back to the Playboy Cardi, and I hate to bring him up again, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of Beach House, but that's a whole side conversation. I think it's great. Um, what's cool about them, and this is uh, it's something where with them, they've kind of had, this is the seventh album. Mm-hmm. Their sound hasn't yeah. deviated much, but it's also cool kind of watching artists kind of go deeper and deeper into the sound and finding new spaces where this is probably their most like um, different sounding album per se, quote unquote, mm. where they, you know, some songs are more stripped, some songs are a little, I won't say heavier because they're still kind of a chill band, but it's kind of cool seeing that a, a band kind of still kind of honing the sound and still sounding it very fresh. But uh, speaking of French songs, what I've been listening to a lot of, unfortunately, going down the trap hole, is Key Mask, the Slump God. <laughs> Rap names are a valuable commodity <laughs> that we're running out of, but continue. So with Ski Mask, the reason why I listened to him a little bit was because uh, I think he's from Florida. I could be wrong, but I was because there's a there's a there's a a cult rapper called called Little Ugly Mane mm-hmm. from yeah. a couple of years ago, where basically it sounds like almost old school three six, but uh, he's basically the skinny white dude. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's hilarious, but it's dope. Taken on its own, it's a solid ass record. It's it's a weird mix of like three six mafia. If somehow three six mafia got sound to raucous, 
So even though it's a little murky and dirty sounding, there's still like the backpackery, rapidy rap you all expect. So I, was, I thought it was going to be a little more like that. It's not really. The thing is with him is he's trying to rap, like really rap. So he does like a lot, a lot of double time flow that sadly enough, and I don't want to diss him like this, but it sounds like Tech Nine kind of, mm. where technically they're a good rapper, but the cheese of corn there. Yeah. And so that's where he's at. But what's cool is that as opposed to his other SoundCloud peers who don't rap at all, shout out to Playboy, he's at least trying. Is it sloppy? Absolutely. Um, is it is it a little is it is it is it cleaned up? Not really. Is beat selection solid? Not ex- not at all. But it's like a pretty good effort, and it's gonna be interesting to see him. Like kind of, hopefully he'll grow out of it and kind of hone his talents out. Because it seems like as like as opposed to a lot of the current rappers, he actually likes rapping. So yeah. we'll see how he kind of grows up to be in, in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so I have not been listening to rap this well. Other than uh, Shell and Jazz, but uh, I, I got in touch with my inner white girl Ooh. this week. Ooh. Uh, so there's this artist um, who's like, she's popular but not popular. Um, Billie Eilish, who um, a friend kept telling me that I needed to listen to, I needed to listen to. And I actually listened to her album, and her album was kind of, it's called Don't Smile at Me. And it's literally uh, militants. Yeah, it's like her in a straight jacket on like the on the album cover. Uh-oh. And so I I immediately thought that she was not American. Because the way like every you see a press photo of her, if he's like she's like pouting, she's like, <laughs> you know, kinda like she's in a straight jacket on an album cover. Like you know, it, it's it's a weird like punk rock essence to it. And it's a weird, like, kind of, like, like, I feel like, and I, I've said this many, many times, like, American, like, like, America wants our, like, white girls to be, like, puritanical. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in a the, lot of ways. It's, it's literally, like, like not to be funny, but, like, I, I think that the, the issue, and it's, it's a positive negative, where our, the idea is that they, they represent America, the purity of America. Yeah. Where the men are out there fighting and the women are at home. Cooking and cleaning and being pretty pregnant. It's it's and, and it's crazy, like because uh, when you look at it's the reason I thought that she was like British or Swedish because you know when you look like quote unquote dirty white girls, you know you have like Amy Winehouse or Tovlo from Sweden, uh, you know um, Licky Lee, uh, like all these you know like um, shit uh, name escapes me right now. Um, she just dropped an album when she's UK. Um, but like you know, all these, you know, all these uh, women are kind of like they're not from America. Yeah, no, it's yeah, and and and, and uh, yeah, and you know, and, and I think it sucks. Like, I mean, to, I think it sucks like that easy, but I think that's why pop music. It's hard to find a really good female American pop star because their image, and it it sucks because they demand, we demand as Americans so much from the image. We got to be pristine, even when they're bad. They have to be bad a certain way. Like, even when Christina, Christina Aguilera goes dirty, it's a certain kind of love, love, dirtiness that we expect. I remember on the way here, we were discussing about that song with, um, and even though she's an American, um, Rita Ora. Yeah. Yeah, and how it's just like, oh, you know, we had that Kiss a Girl song and yada, 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 where that scene is edgy, where ironically enough, certain people kind of critiquing her and saying, well, that's kind of a very much of a male gaze type of song. I don't know what her initial attentions were, 
But it's not surprising where even when you've got these, you know, I kiss the girl songs, they're the most saccharine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like even exactly. when it's a little, uh, it's little. It's like it's it's so like oh my god. Yeah, it's very it's like, like what I did. Yeah, it's like it's you know, like, you know? as if it's not you know the modern era. Like yeah, it's, it's so yeah. risque. Yeah. So, so oh, so the artist I was thinking of Lily Allen. Oh, Lily Allen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like these, these you the know, first female rapper. Yeah, it's like like these white girls who are just kind of like you know they like take no shit and like they're just kind of like out there and like they're you know they're they're, they're like they're what they are you know and I think like this Billy Eilish album, um, I think it's the same way like 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 I don't know if it's you know if she's an industry plant or if it's a character but like the album is actually really dope. It's like really good pop music. Um, and you know, you listen go to interviews with her, and she's just kind of like, "Oh, I like." She's like seventeen, so she's like, "I grew up listening to like Tyler the Creator," <laughs> <laughs> which is like a weird. It's like what? <laughs> I just imagine it's like I remember my parents were listening to Odd Future. <laughs> My grandparents listened to Usher records. <laughs> it really made me feel sad. But, you know, you kind of, you see that kind of, like, influence it, but it's not, like, she. there's no AO8s, or there's no, like, you know, like, it's it's a straight pop record. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can kind of see, like, the hip-hop influence. You can kind of see, like, you know, the pop, inf- but it's, in a, it's done in a way that's, like, <laughs> you know, they, like, you you get it. Like she gets what she has to do, which is like, you know, kind of be this white girl, but she's also going to be, um, this like anti-hero, um, which is great. And I, like, she has a couple songs to call, uh, she has a song with Khalid, which is really good. Um, Khalid is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, you know, like, like, look, she's, she's pouting. Like she's so, <laughs> she's so angry to be anywhere she, that she is. Um, you know, like she has this thing, like, I don't want to be you anymore. Which is kind of like a, it's kind of like almost like pro feminist anthem kind of talking about like, I don't want to be this person who's like, you know, dressing in scantily clad dresses and things like that. But she feels she has to, like, it, 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 I, I think like it's a very solid album um, and it's a very kind of like it's an interesting take on pop. And like I said, it's, it's like it's almost like Licky Lee's first album or Lily Allen's first album, where it's just it's very it has that like hip hop attitude, but it's a completely pure pop record. Yeah. And I think Americans have never like American white girls have like never done that before to yeah. me. It- and it's and like I said, it's I think it's 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 because it's set up to fail. Like it's something where even like a Taylor Swift, like I would love to see a real evil Taylor Swift. Like even though we cracked all these jokes and stinks and everything else, it'd be cool to kind of see somebody kind of get dirty and to kind of go into because not to be funny, I don't want to kind of go into this whole thing. But you know, they're still in the press class now. They're privileged oppressed class. Yeah, yeah. And but there's a little uh, pain there, and it's kind of weird where. If you hear it, it's like it pops up in weird places, like Casey Musgraves in country. And so you've got these little weird flare-ups of where, oh, shit is real for us, too, at times. But no, it always gets glossed over because you've got to serve the, the bigger audience. The bigger audience wants to keep it, something I really care about to hear your problems. And, like, it's, it's, like it's you know, like, like you know, we just talked about Christina Aguilera. Like, that was like, oh, I'm dirty, I'm this, but it's, it's served the male gaze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> she, she's running around. It's like she's got painted on dirt. <laughs> You know? Poom poom shorts 
or, and Red Man rapping. Or it's like <laughs> Billy Eilish is like, you know, fully clothed all the time. Yeah. And she's like, she literally is like throwing up mill, mill fingers. You know, she's saying, fuck the world. Although her parents are like, she grew up in like very privileged household. Of course. So. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's, that's going to change. Look, told like, you. I'm sure she's an industry plant, but the marketing is superb. Um, but no, it's just like, like I said, it's, it's really kind of cool to kind of see somebody like fuck up the system like that. And I think, you know, again, we're like, it's 2018 where like, we're mad woke. And I feel like she's kind of like the archetype of what a future, like, like when you say pop star, like a future like pop star is going to be somebody who like kind of understands, <laughs> even if, if, if it's Mark is, is, if it's sheer marketing, they kind of understand that they're kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah. Like they kind of understand like they're up against the system. They kind of like, like, they kind of understand like they're for the everyman as opposed to like maybe more of a Taylor Swift or even Beyonce where like they're, they're on ivory, ivy tower. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's what a pop star is going to be like in 2018, like going forward. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's, yeah. Like I, I and we discussed kind of like, like how, like remember Justin Timberlake, I, I think the idea of where you'll always have a Beyonce is where they're bigger than life. But I think that, you know, as we kind of go through the day to day stuff, that they're gonna need like you know regular people and you know yeah. and, and and I think that's sorely missing in the pop landscape, like even it's everything is way too and, and the thing is I'm not gonna say polished because I I do love the fact that you have a lot of artists out there like I love with pop music I love my pop music Abba as hell pure uncut you know yeah. what I'm saying Colombian whites <laughs> <laughs> smuggled in the border you can still smell the immigrant sweat covered in the bag you know. This is a pure sniff of pop, and I think that's because it's a great art form. I think that we kind of yeah. run away from because it's going to seem kind of cheesy, but I think it is a time to kind of it's it, it would be love to it, I would love to see that happen also with you know a certain sense of I'm not going to go into the whole patriarchy thing, but it would love to see a queer artist tackle it that way. Oh, I know. Yeah, like um, I think we kind of spoke about it before was uh, Charlie XCX, who's like a pop songwriter. And I like about her is that, you know, hers is a little dirty, but it's dirty kind of where we kind of expected. Whereas it's like, oh, I got out with my girlfriends, well, got fucked up. Yeah. But what's cool is her last album, I feel like, um, if, if not, I'm not going to say all the collaborators, but it was a heavy uh, LGBTQ presence on the album mm. in addition to some um, POC. So it's kind of cool where her album was very much like avant garde, even though it's again, sugary, sugary, saccharine, sweet. But but again, she's not American. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Like name American pop star. God damn it. All right, so it's gonna do. So you can't. So we're gonna go to Minnesota. <laughs> we're gonna go to the local Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have an open mic. We're gonna find somebody who's got talent. We're gonna bring up to like New York City. <laughs> Circa 1980. We're gonna get into a time machine <laughs> and basically remake Madonna. Because <laughs> pretty much. Well, yeah, it's so funny because like like all these pop stars now are literally just using that template. They're like are, are not even like the Madonna template, but like the Britney Spears template. Yeah, and it's weird. You and, know. And I remember back in the days where the whole thing was to be provocateur. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it, it was something where like you want to push the buttons, but now it's the because even Britney Spears, arguably, I mean, the thing is, it was definitely through the male gaze where she's in Rolling Stone looking like hustler, even though she's 16. But uh, at the same time, it's something where there was a little edge to it. Where and I and I guess and I kind of get it because you have. I guess the idea is maybe because rap is such a dominant art form. That you've got to separate yourself from that, so you give it a heavy, clean sheen. But it's weird to have like someone like Katy Perry, who's quote unquote woke, 
and you know in her, in her interviews, which don't really come off in the music. Like the music is as safe. You know, oh, of course. We're back to you know back of to course. You could, it could be it could sit right there in that trap music playlist on the elevator. I mean, you know, she tried <laughs> with Swiss Swish though. <laughs> the problem is like it was way too like out of her lane. Yeah. Like Beyonce did that track, the shit would be a hit. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that that's so, it. So that's it. Everybody out there, if you see you know your local blonde woman out there trying to make some good alternative art in we're the pop try, space, we're trying to make these dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, trying to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Support your local Iglesias. <laughs> Or not, please or don't. Not. Actually, please don't. Or not, please don't. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm hoping. And 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 the thing is, even though obviously they, there are issues there, I think that once again, going back to once it gets flatter and the and the quote unquote patriarchy kind of steps more and more away, and people are a little more organic and homegrown. Hopefully, as opposed to your Billy, <laughs> your industry pent Billy chick, there'll be more like organic women who are out there who kind of, you know, make that waves. Yeah, no, I mean, and like I said, you know, like, like I, I feel like Billy's probably in this industry plant, but like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel like that's the, it's the archetype. So yep. let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. All right, people. All right, people. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Find us on your SoundClouds. Find us on your iTunes. You can find us on Everywhere for that meets your streaming needs. We're out here on these streets hustling, selling these talkative, informative podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Bring it to the streets, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that don't want to produce a dancing in the videos, getting all the glory, come to death row. <laughs> come to Registone. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man, we're gonna we're gonna start like pressing CDs. <laughs> If y'all don't share, we're gonna like start pressing CDs and like being on the corner. Is that what you want? Are you not entertained? I'm not entertained. <laughs> uh, All right, people. On that note, peace. Peace. <laughs>